Welcome to Mom 2.0. Hi and welcome to Mom 2.0, where it's all about restoring your energy to become your best self. I'm your host, Vicky Hapala. Let's get started. Hi everyone. Last week I told you I was going to give you three ways that you could reduce or manage your stress and anxiety. And I'm going to start this episode with a story. When Abigail was about nine months old, we were living in Florida in an apartment building and it had a gym downstairs. My husband was working on a yacht and so he was away a lot and Abigail was, she was quite attached to me. Also, you know, around nine months, that's when they get the separation anxiety. So there was that too. Anyways, I wanted to go to the gym. And so I left screaming Abby with her dad and I felt awful walking away, but I knew that I needed to do it. So I'm on the treadmill and after about 15 minutes, I decide I need to text him to see how everything is going. I realize how this sounds and I'm embarrassed by it, but I'm going to keep going and sharing because I know that you've probably had a similar situation. Anyways, I text and I don't get an instant reply, so my mind immediately goes to something's happened. But I'm also trying not to look like a crazy lady. So I text again, no reply, so I call. No answer. And now I'm freaking out. I run up to the apartment, all the while trying to call with no answer, and then no one's in the apartment. You can imagine the thoughts crossing my mind now. I'm pretty sure that every mother has a story similar to this one, where their imagination runs wild. So now I run across the road, I run into the grocery store and up and down every aisle. Still no answer on the phone, by the way. <laughs> I run out of the grocery store, and down towards the other shops, and that's when I see them walking out of TJ Maxx. Surprised to see me and happy that I joined, he greets me really kindly. I was not so kind. A wave of relief washed over me, and then I went straight to annoyance and anger. Why didn't you answer your phone? And he picks up his phone. And then at that moment, I remember that there's no reception inside these stores. You would think that I would be embarrassed or feel bad at this point. But I'm like shaking with stress. And I say some things that I shouldn't have said. And it was only later that evening that I was able to see the situation for what it was. Tony knows me well enough to know that this is not my default setting and that things have only really become like this since having a child. I was also really surprised by my reaction. And I would be lying if I said that this was the only time something like this ever happened, but this was the most memorable for sure. Before having kids, I had never felt stress and anxiety quite like that. I'd like to say that that day was a turning point for me, but it wasn't until much later. In fact, after having my second, that I started learning about stress and how it affects us and that there are things that you can actually do to manage it. Who would have known? <laughs> so with that being said and my public meltdown out of the way, here are some ways that are proven to reduce stress 
and that I myself have found very helpful. It's also worth noting that these aren't one and done kind of strategies. It takes daily practice and instead of stress relief, you should think of it kind of more as stress management. Every day there are new stresses added to our lives and there are a lot of background stresses like we spoke about last week that wear us down. We get overstimulated. We talk about our kids getting overstimulated, not realizing that it happens to us as well. Taking the time to practice one of these techniques is sure to bring you a whole host of benefits. And if this is all new to you, I'm really excited for you because I know the profound impact these have had on my life and I'm excited to share them with you today. If these are old news for you, then I will put some links in the show notes for some more advanced material. Okay, first up, meditation. That word might elicit an irritation response in you because of how big it's become over the past few years and how annoying and woo-woo some people make it sound. But it doesn't have to be that way. So instead of calling it meditation or mindfulness or any other triggering word, I'm going to call it quiet time. I like the idea of quiet time because it reminds me of that stage, you know, when your toddler is phasing out of naps but still needs to rest and so you have the quiet time instead for them to recharge. Well, that's, that's basically what it is, recharging. There are a number of different ways to do this. I even took a course in meditating, but basically what you want is to be alone, somewhere quiet, not your bed because this will probably end up in you being asleep, and no distractions. From here, you can choose something to focus on. It can be your breathing, it can be a candle, uh, a spot on the wall, or you can focus on a mantra, which is just a word or a phrase that you repeat in your head aloud. So choose any of those three things to do. And then you concentrate on whatever you've chosen. And when your thoughts drift to something else, which they will, and that's okay, you're not trying to clear your mind, just gently bring your attention back to your breathing, your candle, or your mantra. The time of day you do this isn't as important as just doing it. Making the time to be alone for 10-15 minutes, more if you can manage it, less if you can't. There's not really any hard and fast rules about this. Just do what feels good to you. It should be noted though that doing something at the same time every day it is the easiest way to form a new habit. So if it's something you want to incorporate into your day for good, Try doing it first thing in the morning so your day doesn't get in your way. Of course, there are advanced techniques and the experience can be more than quiet time. But starting there is a great onboarding experience for anyone who's new to this. Okay, number two, my favorite, cold exposure. I fell in love with cold exposure three winters ago after jumping into the water during a run in December. I had a toddler and a baby at home and I was feeling a little more overwhelmed than usual. And the thing that I loved most about it was the quiet. I literally couldn't think of anything other than the cold. And I was hooked after that first swim. But cold exposure doesn't have to be so extreme. If you're brand new to it, put your face in cold water, splash cold water on your face in the morning and if you want to take it a step further, you can try a cold shower and you can work your way up. I listened to a podcast recently with a Danish scientist and her studies show that 
30 seconds in a cold shower is all it takes to get the benefits. Cold exposure enhances focus, attention, and mood, and it stimulates you to take deeper breaths. As a result, it produces a feeling of calm and it helps to lower stress. By exposing your body and mind to small, manageable stresses, you will become more resilient to other stresses. And number three, breathing techniques. Some people call it breath work, some people call it breathing techniques, and others refer to it just simply as Wim Hof style breathing. Whatever you call it, it's powerful in its ability to reduce stress and anxiety. This doesn't have to take up a lot of time, and you don't have to go on a retreat to experience this. Two to five minutes is all you need to experience amazing benefits. There are so many different techniques. Andrew Huberman talks a lot about a physiological sigh, where you do a double inhale and then release with a sigh. There's a lot of science behind this, and I'll link to the five-minute video where he explains this in more detail. But the takeaway is, two or three rounds of this simple exercise will rapidly lower your stress and anxiety. Another quick and easy technique is to breathe in through your nose for four counts, and then breathe out through your mouth for eight counts. Do this for around two minutes, and that's all you really need to experience the benefits. You can use this one before going into a situation that you know will be stressful for you, like a meeting, for instance. Another technique is something called box breathing, where you inhale for four, hold for four, exhale for four, and hold for four, and repeat this until you feel good. With breathing techniques that require hold and count, the other thing that you're doing is that you're bringing your attention to your breath and so you're giving your mind a break from whatever was worrying you. Okay, so there you have it. Three tried and tested ways to relieve, reduce, and manage stress in your daily life. Remember that you don't have to be perfect on your first try. You won't be. All three of these are skills that you need to build up. Start with whichever one piques your interest the most, and you can add more later. As I said before, I'll put some extra resources in the show notes or you can go to my website, vickihapala.com forward slash resources, where I'll have these compiled for you to browse through. I hope you got a lot of value out of that episode. Please feel free to share it with someone you think it may help. And if you enjoyed it, I'd really appreciate you taking the time to leave me a rating and review. It would really help the show. All right. Have a great day. And don't forget to hit subscribe if you haven't already.